Blog Talk Radio. Everybody. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Um, it's Tuesday, June the 8th, and you're in bed with me, Dr. Sue. Turn your sound off, Ashley. My bed. Bloke talk radio. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> just a little bit of feedback there, but that's okay. Um, I'm stoked for tonight because we're trying out a new format for the show. Uh, I think most of you have noticed that we're no longer running indie music, so that's part of it. We're now going to be 100% talk call-in radio, and the call-in is even more important now and more fun. The second half of every show is now going to be Talk to the Doc. This is your chance to call in and get any sex, fetish, and relationship issues you might be having resolved so if your wife is acting more insane than usual, call in. Let's get it fixed. Does your friend have green mucus oozing from his penis? Oh, my. Well, you know, that happens. <laughs> we won't go there, though. You, you mean that's I'm thinking not a doctor visit is in order. Ew. Okay. Um. Anyways, do you dream of being cuckolded? Call in and tell us about it. And maybe we can come up with a way for you to live your dream. This segment, though, I want you guys to understand something. This is no taboo, okay? No taboo, nothing off limits. So, that said, remember one thing. You are now officially being warned. If you decide to try and get your 15 minutes of fame by calling in and being an asshole, consider yourself formally informed that you will have open season declared on your ass, and you will be fucked with by me, Joe, and Vanilla Girl. Yes. Now, that said, the first part of our show will always be interviews, topics of interest, and toy reviews. Um, we're going to do combinations thereof, and that brings me to tonight's topic, which is a combination of balloon fetishes, bubblegum fetishes, and sloshing. So, basically, fun, different sort of esoteric, freaky fetishes. And by freaky, I don't mean it in a derogatory manner ever. Here in bed, this is a place where you can let your freak flag fly proudly. Thank you, Kitty. Um, what we do try I I love love it isn't it cute I really do I think she did a good job with that one Um, we're trying what we're trying to do here is shed light on the huge gray area that is sex so by taking everything out of the dark you realize that it's not so scary after all and yes this is where everything your mother ever warned you about will be dispelled and accepted (gasps) And yes, I swear, so get over it. So, with that, let me ask, are you a lunar? 
Do you love pretty girls chewing bubble gum and blowing bubbles and or or both? Do you get moist watching splashing videos or seeing the ooey gooey goodness on live cam? Call us now, immediately, and talk to <laughs> Captain Joe, and he will get you all lined up and plugged in. 646-478-3644. No Yay. pun intended on the plugged-in part. Oh, no way. Everything is plugged, baby. <laughs> You're plugged tonight, though. What? What? We're all pluggy. Oh, yeah. Your nose is pluggy. Your allergies. is pluggy. Let's just keep that straight. <laughs> Don't be disturbing. Well, I thought this was what this show's all about. Disturbing things. No, that's because you're Vanilla Girl and you just, you know. Well, that's who I am. You just find I, it everything's disturbing. different. Yes. You're supposed to be our vanilla. Yes. Let's see. I'm bland. Yeah, you, no, you're not I'm, bland because, hello, you can't be around me and be bland. But you come at things with a much more vanilla approach. Sure. So you are our voice of the vanilla world. All right. As always. But the thing is, you're actually more corrupted than people know. So. That's true, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason that's a huge thing is because most people go, no way. <laughs> Vanilla Girl swears? So there you, go. there you go. Oh, I have only, hello, Joey, are you there? Joey. I am here. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure you're being very quiet. You're supposed to come in and talk to me, remember? Ah, uh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Well, you didn't. God. I only have one announcement tonight. And what is it? Are we ready? I'm ready. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. Tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, right here, Blog Talk Radio. Be Bad Radio. Empress Sunshine begins her first foray into the world of talk radio and fetish talk radio. So if you are around tomorrow night, please drop in and say hi to the beautiful. She's very pretty. She is very pretty, so let's welcome her to the Blog Talk Radio family. Exactly. We're very glad that she's here. So just tune in tomorrow night. Is that a real picture? Is that like Photostop? D-Bad Radio. Um, I don't. A real picture of her where? I don't know. You said she's very beautiful. I've just I've seen pictures of her. Yeah, yes, no, I they're real. Her. They're real. They're real. Yes. You can tell when it's photo stock. So no, it's <laughs> she's a real person. She oh. is. She does real time stuff too, so she can't really disguise herself. So there you go. Anyway, so be bad radio. Check it out tomorrow night, ten o'clock. Be there or kindly be square. So we are now going to jump into the happy, skippy, yummy world of Goofy fetishes, and I just say goofy just because they're fun. They're not. Some of them are really fun. Sounds. They are. They're fun because you're talking like the balloon stuff and the well, popping stuff. And the balloons actually can be done from several different angles. The thing about being a lunar, which is it's L O O N E R, balloon lunar. Oh, okay. Yeah. That they call themselves lunars. And it sounds like almost like a moon thing. That's what I thought. Oh, you were thinking L-U-N-E. Yeah, I was. It's It can be a combination of different things that they enjoy. One is inflation. Mm-hmm. So it's the actual appearance of the balloon being blown up. For others, it's color. Now, Oh, and I've heard it's also the sound of the squeakiness. Exactly. So you, Now, notice how each one of those 
is a different sense. Right. So it's going to, that's why it's different for everybody. So if you're a very visual person, yep. there was that guy that was on um, uh, one of the trash TV, you know, all my oh, weird yep. obsessions my or things, whatever. My he was on there, and he had he he had the only place he could sleep was in a room yes, filled with balloons. Yep. And his, I mean, it had nothing for him. It wasn't sexual. At least that's what he said. Right. Mind you, he. I don't know if he would say it was or not, but so he's got all these helium balloons, so he's got his bed literally surrounded. And for him it was color. Mm-hmm. It was it was the color and the shape of the but they have to so be helium. Round. No, but I, the way they had it, because he had it sort of domed over the bed, you okay. couldn't really do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You needed it to be that way. Get it. Work with me. No, Thank you. It. I get it. I realize that. But Joe's not answering me. Well, God, Joe, get on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just You just of made like Vanilla Girl swear. <laughs> You're in that's my, so much trouble. Oh, that's like that's my goal, to make Vanilla Girl knee. swear. <laughs> what about, like, taking a stripper and, like, covering her in, her in balloons and popping uh-huh. them one by one? Yeah. Again, that's just a different thing. You're talking auditory on that one because they like the sound of the popping. Like Ash said, some of them like the sound of having the balloons rubbed together. So it's that squeaky latex sound. Um, it's It just varies by whatever the sense is, really, by whatever it is that turns them on. Some of them like rubbing them against themselves. They oh, like the feel of the latex. Yeah. Or the what smell about, like, of it. Oh. Sorry. What about like the static electricity when you like rub a balloon and it rub it o- over your arm and the hairs go up? Could be. We would need a lunar to know that. Do we have a lunar? Lunars, please call in. 646-478-3644. Do we have any lunars in the chat room? If you're a lunar, please let us know. From the looks of who's here, I'm I don't think doubt so. it. No, it doesn't look like it. But if you're listening, we would really like to know. So even if you listen to the podcast of this later, let us know in the comments section for the show because that's what it's or, there for. Or even if there's splashes that like to splash on balloons, we'd like to hear from you. Oh, anything. Yeah, like if you've got a freaky if you've got a freaky fetish, if you've got something that you think is really unusual, call us, 646-478-3644. Call us. We want to know how freaky Mark in the chat room just said, judging by clips for sale, lunars exist. Oh, they do. Oh, it's huge. Balloon, are you kidding? Balloon fetishes are absolutely massive. That's not a tiny fetish. It's actually quite, it's actually more common than people think. Like you go balloon fetish, people just kind of go, oh, yeah, okay. Like it's like you're used to that one. So yeah, and so, so, so is the bubblegum one, which we'll get into. Bubblegum really isn't as common. I've heard a lot. Really? Of it, yeah. Well, they I don't talk it. about it. It's not. That's two different things. That's one. If it's a beautiful woman, and she's got lipstick on, and she's all right. made up, and she's chewing it, and as she's chewing it, for some guys, it's the sensuality of the chew. Of the blowing. Right. Or then there's also inflation of the bubble. For some guys, it's the pop, and it snaps back and kind of mushes on her face. And the smell. Oh, yeah, you've got the smell of the bubble gum if, you're, if you have, you know, 
if you're a smelly guy. <laughs> Why can I never remember? <laughs> if you are, help me, Joe. If you are, what sense is that? The sense Old of factory. smell. Olfactory. Olfactory. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Yes. Yeah, so for olfactory, we're talking the smell of the bubble gum, and it's usually the classic double bubble uh, bazooka. Your classic pink bubble gum that they really like. That, well, Ashley Louise says in the chat smell. that there's a lollipop fetish. Oh yeah. Well, hello. First of all, <laughs> think about it. What is more sensual than sucking on a lollipop or eating a hey. banana? You know, it's, no, it's classic. Anything that's phallic shaped. I think Amy Schumer said it best. A woman can't walk down the streets of New York City while sucking on a lollipop without comments coming her way. You can't. It can't be done. No, can't. And And honestly, I'm sorry, but if you're a woman and you're sucking on a lollipop, don't even begin to try and tell me that it doesn't cross your mind that you look hot doing it, because I'm calling your ass out. <laughs> you know that if you are over 20 and you're sucking a lollipop, I'm not saying you can't like them. We all like them. Oh, I love but them. don't, you know, if you're in a room like full of people, don't tell me that every once in a while you don't know that if you suck it a certain way or flip it in your cheek, whatever. You know that somebody's watching. So there. So there. All righty then. Okay, what's Ryan saying? Sorry, I was just reading the thing in the thing. In the chat room. Sounds like she's in the midst of a sorry, not sorry spiel. Oh, of course. I'm not sorry. I'm never sorry. I just tell <laughs> my opinion. Don't like it? Change the channel. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we're here for. It's all about me, damn it. <laughs> and that's the Dr. Sue disclaimer. Da, 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 da. So I know a lot of people actually tuned in tonight for sploshing because that is also becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's getting more popular. People are talking about it more. What is it? What is it? It's the ooey-gooey goodness. It's And it can, again, you're talking different for every single individual who enjoys it. It can range from going out barefoot in the mud and sploshing around in the mud. It can be pouring oatmeal over a pretty girl. It can be pouring anything kind of gooey, jelloey, you know. So like honey on toes? Honey on toes, yes, your first (laughs) clip. The honey dripper. The honey dripper. Uh, yeah, same thing. It's it's that whole and it and everybody's different as far as what body part they like too. So for some guys, it's going to be oh, I want to pour it all over her, or um, whipped cream is another one is big for fetish. Oh yes, yes. Sloshy with whipped cream. Well, that goes without saying. So there. And cakes. Cakes and pies. Cakes and pies. Cakes and pies, and as a matter of fact, um, Queen Kitty, who is in our she likes brownies. Little chat room. Apparently. Well, she <laughs> <laughs> yes, she likes brownies, but they're ha- they have to be special no. brownies. <laughs> it's hard. You can't splosh with a brownie. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not enough goo. I mean, what do you, you'd have to have like a whole wall full of brownies. It doesn't work. 
That would be more like a feeder feedy fetish where someone watches you eat or you watch them eat. <laughs> no. What about like a cake with can a brown, of You brownies. can do a great big huge cake, which is what I was going to say was Queen Kitty recently did a cake sitting. So see if you're into asses, for example. If you're an ass man and you kind of like the whole idea of the ooey gooey thing, for some guys they want to see the girl do it. They want to see her sit on the cake, for example, or get all gooey. For other guys, they want to be the sloshy. So they want to feel it. So they want it done to them. And a lot of times, those sloshies like throwing things down their underpants. Oh, no. Warm pie? Hello, <laughs> it's been done. American pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. And and um, Madam Devilish just said, or Muffy humping a muffin. Chocolate pudding, classic. Jello, classic. Everybody's going through this in the chat room. But yeah, chocolate pudding is classic. Chocolate syrup. Think about um, nine and a half weeks. Does anybody remember that movie? You haven't seen it yet, have you? No. It's a classic. Oh, yeah. You should see that uh. one. Same thing. Vanilla Girl hasn't seen it? She hasn't seen it yet. I'm actually surprised you haven't seen it. Why not just watch porn on Pornhub? Because it wasn't, it's not <laughs> meant to be porn. It was more blue movie. Uh, it's like, in its time, it was considered racy. Now when you look at it, you go, please. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. But it's a classic. Nice. Still the best stripper song ever, Joe Cocker. You can leave you your can leave hat, your hat on. on. Best stripper song ever. So, sposhing questions. Ashley, you have one. Yes, I do. Chris asks, is cake sitting or pie sitting safe for women? Any concerns with infection? Yes, 100%. That was a very, very good question. Thank you, Chris, for asking that question. Because, yes, depending on what you're doing. Now, I think if you're going to wear your underwear and sit down on a cake... Depending on, because most doms aren't going to take their underwear off for this. Sorry, guys, not going to happen. But if you're just getting a regular um, phone slot, and I use that with complete love. Understand, I love my girls who just do phone sex. So if you're just phoning one of the phone sex girls, you might get her to do it naked. Um, If you do do it naked, ladies, please beware of the fact that if you use anything like cake or pie or anything with sugar in it, If it goes up too far, you will end up with a yeast infection. So, and anyone who's had one knows you don't want one. So that's the thing that you have to be careful of is that it's sugar-based. So it's not to say you can't do it. just means, you know, it's not wise to cram it anywhere. (laughs) So don't cram it. Yeah. No, it's only for onions. I've got to pull that. No, it's not. I am going to pull the sound bite from that show, and we're just going to keep. I'm going to do that repeat thing. I think it's funny. Fuck him! Like (laughs) in power. No, no, no. We're not. We're making a fool out of him. He's an idiot. I think it's funny. I think it's. I'm going to pull the sound bite off for that. All right. Well, you go ahead. Because there's lots of people that haven't heard the the onion down the throat thing. (laughs) Well, he's weird. We don't need to. Well, that's okay, though. No, I don't like him. Oh, <laughs> He's been banished by vanilla girl. Right. Oh, you could use a tampon. You could use a tampon for what? Madam Devilish, help. 
Butter Roll. Hi, Butter Roll. We don't know who you are. Please introduce <laughs> yourself. I name. love that name. Are you kidding me? You make me hungry. That is the best. <laughs> that is the best name. Seriously, Butter Roll, we love you. Butter Roll. <laughs> it would be cool if they were fluffy. Oh, it would. Butter Roll. You'd be Butter Roll. Maybe, <gasps> maybe he's into butter, splashing, kind of squishy. Maybe. And that's assuming it's a boy, which I always do that. I shouldn't do that. But for some, that is the nickname that my husband gave me. It's a woman, Butter Roll. I love it. I love it. I seriously. Butter Roll is here as a couple. Hi, you guys. We're really glad you guys stopped in. That's really nice. That is an awesome nickname. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is so cute. It's adorable. Joey has a question. Okay. On our topic. I do. John asks, what's the difference between bukkake and splashing? Okay. Bukkake. Think about it. For those of you who don't know what bukkake is, it is the act by which you blow your cum, a male blows cum into a woman's face. And usually it's several... I thought you were laughing. You were drinking. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't figure out what you were doing. It just sounded weird. It's the act of blowing cum all over a woman's face. So, and usually it's more than one guy. For the most part, if you're looking at, like, bukkake porn, you're going to notice that it's, like, five, six, eight, ten guys. Like, she's just covered. There is a difference because it's not – well, I guess there is and there isn't because that's well, really just the act of – that's a degradatory act. It's meant to degrade. It's meant to, you know, do that, whether it's – I shouldn't just <laughs> – I am so bad for this. I shouldn't just say that it's a woman's face. It could be in a guy's face. God. Like, I'm, I'm like, fetish racist or something. I just keep assuming everyone's in these little roles. What did you do? I hit my arm really hard, and I'm trying not to throw up. <laughs> okay, we changed the office around to make this so much better and bigger, and it is, and she's still creaming herself, so, and not... As in creaming her bodily body. Can you maybe be careful with these words? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, people are going to think I'm a hoe. Oh, well, you are. I'm a clean hoe. You're a clean hoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of hoe. <laughs> That's the best kind of hoe. So I don't know, Joe, what's your opinion on that? Do you think bukkake is really kind of a form of splashing? I don't, because you're not taking it and then smearing it all over the body. It's more to be a degradatory act, don't you think? Well, it kind of depends upon um, from what point of view. The viewer, yeah, obviously. Um, But I would would say that bukkake would be a type of splashing, but not all splashing is bukkake. Yeah, okay. I can I I I I see that one. It can be seen as splashing, but it's not traditional and, and, splashing in the sense of you're not rolling in it. And technically most of those bukkake videos are actually like yogurt and stuff anyway. Oh my god, yeah. Hello, cornstarch <laughs> is another classic one used in porn. Yeah. Yes, please don't believe what you see. I mean, hello, what guy do you know blows that much shit out of him? It just very few. So really, that is splashing right there with cornstarch. That's right, it is. 
but we're giving away porn secrets, and it's going to make all these guys' peckers fall over, and they're going to be all mad. Oh. You are in so much trouble. I'm going to lose my porn privileges now, aren't I? You are. So, long and the short of it, the difference between bukkake and splashing really depends on the viewer, the person who's looking at it and saying, you know, that's bukkake or that's splashing. Because, I mean, it's still considered gooey and, and mushy and, you know, covered in something. So it does depend on whoever's looking at it. But technically, it should only just be some chick getting sprayed all over with cornstarch. So... <laughs> Come no seriously, it's come. Okay, crickets. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you guys. Thank you. See, you should have the crickets up closer to you. (laughs) Okay, so fine. We're gonna wrap this up with some freaky fetishes. You? Do you have a headache? Are you okay? I'm fine. You're like over there doing this. You look like you're rubbing I your temple. I hit my funny bone and it really hurts, man. Why does the funny bone not make you because laugh? Because it makes the other person laugh who's around you if they see it. I suppose. But it really does cause you to sometimes black out, which is really annoying. Yeah. So let's go on to some freaky fetishes because I asked the question this last week, do you have what you consider to be a freaky fetish? And we got several people calling, well, not calling in, but sending them in, which is cool. That's what they're there for. So, Joe, go first. Mark mentions, I suppose a fat fetish is reasonably common. What do you think? Chubby Chaser is pretty ugly. Do you think pretty common? Hmm. Don't know. I mean, okay, I realize you can't get into it because you are into, you know, four foot nine, weighs 80 pounds, dripping wet, Little tiny fairy princesses. We little tiny ones. Tiny, very tiny. But kind of think for the chubby chaser now. Don't you think there's a lot of chubby chasers? I really also think it's kind of a double standard. That is, I see a lot more women going after larger men than the other way around. I can see that. I wonder if that's true. We need some. I'm going to do a show on BBWs. I have some of the best BBW doms on the planet. I have to get them on the air because they are so funny. They're just awesome. And we're going to sit down and we're going to ask them. You know, in, in the case of fetish, as a BBW dom, you know, are you inundated with work? You know, let's see how busy they are like is it is it something that's really big or like you said is it more women looking for big fluffy guys and if that's the case let me ask you a question then from someone who has just completely lost almost an entire human being joe if women really want fluffy guys why not stay fluffy because you don't like the women who like the fluffy guys i'm sorry I don't get the question. Okay. You just said that you think there's more women who like big fluffy guys. So in other words, yes. BBMs. Okay? Okay. So if that's the case, 
why would a guy try to lose a whole pile of weight in order, like, wouldn't you want to be that guy that's being chased? Uh, I suppose, but on the other hand, not requiring five heart medications would be preferable to that. Okay, and I dig that. But in the case of women, most BBW women that I talk to don't like the guys who like the BBW women. They're creepy little guys. I don't know why. They just, for some reason, the if you ask a large woman, I hate that. There's no good word for it. If you ask a, I like fluffy. If you ask a fluffy woman, you know, why don't you go to, say, a fluffy party, right, where you meet them up? You go in there, and I've seen them. It's just like you kind of walk in, and it's just a bunch of, you know, four-foot-tall nerdy guys. It's cause that's, And that's their biggest complaint is, you know, I don't like the guys who like me. So maybe it's the same the other way around. That was my point. Who knows? Well, I was just asking. It's all right. You're allowed to ask. Jeez. And if we okay, can't I- ask it here, where are we going to ask? Well, exactly. Exactly. Now, I have a dude, and his name's Shrinky Dink. (laughs) Shrinky! He goes by Shrinky Dink. He is, and he's our little pest on Twitter, but he's a very sweet guy, and now he sends me jokes that are actually really, really funny. But he says, I have a shrinking fetish, being dominated fetish, ladies' feet, and stockings fetish. Okay, so shrinking fetish is different. That's a giantess fetish, so you want the really tall, really big women, and they like being really, really tiny. I can Do say we that's know? becoming very popular now. Mm-hmm. That's just massively popular everywhere. But what I want to do is I want to dissect one of these guys, which I will probably do to Shrinky, and figure out where it came from. I would like to know one of the origins of it, if we can find it to find out where did that psychologically come from that you want to be tiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're right. Giantess fetish is, is getting really huge. So there's a lot. <laughs> no pun. Like, okay, put it this way. What's the next one? Okay, well, the next one was from a guy named Joey. And, again, he likes the whole giantess shrinking thing and... He loves to be an inch tall eating toe jam. Ugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he should be at the foot fetish party that's happening tonight. Oh, well, there you go. He would be, like, in his glory because don't they sit up on, like, bar stools so that you got to be down low? Oh, they can do whatever. Oh, can okay. be at the same level. They can be up on a bar stool. Tonight is beach theme night, so I'm guessing there would be, like, a lifeguard chair or something. See, that's perfect. But, yeah, I would like to just talk to one of these guys and find out if we can find out an origin for why they like to be so tiny. It's just interesting to me to find out what that background would be. But you see, there's another guy. We could use a caller. Do we have a number for those callers? We do, 646-478-3644. If you guys have what you consider to be a freaky fetish, or if you love being a little shrinky-dink... Give us a call because we'd love to peel away the layers of your brain. That's what I do best. It's fun. Anyway, so let's. I just have to clear something up here just so that you guys get this straight. Okay. Fetish 
and kink, two different things. So where we have a thing here saying a fat fetish. Fat fetish isn't really a fetish. It's a kink. A fetish is attached to an object. So a lot of people think, oh, I have a blah, blah fetish. For example, um, which one were we just talking about? Shrieky Dink says he has a dominating fetish. Okay, first of all, that's not a fetish. Um, feet can be a fetish because it's an object. Stockings, not a problem. Object. So try and Wait keep that feet, in mind. Feet is, a, feet is a person, isn't it? Yeah, you, it can be, but it doesn't matter. It can be attached to a human being or it can be on its own. So that's fine. You can still have a foot fetish. Ask Quentin Tarantino. Who, Quentin, if you're listening, I want you on this show. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And we know he is listening. We know he's listening. He has to be. Somewhere secretly he's listening to the show because we understand you, Quentin. Remember that. We love you because you love feet. <laughs> no, he does. He has a foot fetish. Seriously. So I would love to get him on the show and interview him. That would him. be awesome. It would be like the bomb. Because be Joe has another one. We got one, too. What do you got? Joey. I do. Chris writes, I love splashing and nylons and being blindfolded. Blindfolded is fun because as soon as you knock that sense out, everything else picks up, as we well know. That so is, that you like splashing on the nylons? I think he just means sp- that those are his three. What about splashing Mind on you. the blindfold? Well, then you'd miss it. Well, not if you splash the, the blindfold first. He's the one with the blindfold first. on, and he gets splashed, he's not going to see it. Yeah, but what if you splash the blindfold first and then put the blindfold in your face? Well, could do that. There is a way to combine anything. You can do anything you want. You can combine anything you want. Not even an issue. I mean, think about the splashing being squeezed through nylon. Mm-hmm. Come on. Whoop there. Kitty just said, pie in the nylons. There you go. Works every time. And I have one. This is our last freaky fetish. It's kind of a long one. It's our good buddy Steve, who's been on the show before. This is our Steve who enjoys souls. He writes us because he just he loves the show. He always listens to the show, and he's very what's what I mean, he contributes a lot to the show. I have to thank him for that. So thank you, Steve. Anyways, we have Steve says that he loves flip flops, and he said obviously it's related to souls. He says he's masturbated with flip flops many times. In fact, when he was in his early 20s, he sometimes masturbated with flip-flops of his neighbor across the hall. Apparently, she did a lot of gardening and left her flip-flops by the front door. And when she went inside, because they were all mucky, I guess he would steal them and then jerk off with them. So, If you ever wondered why your flip-flops were gooey, Steve's neighbor, oh, God. that was probably why. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Here's an interesting one, which, again, is becoming big, okay? He also says, weed, stoned sex is the best sex, and I get massively turned on by merely watching girls smoke a joint. Sweet. Well, you'll love me. <laughs> I am the queen of weed, and I am not afraid to say it. Oh, Lordy. No, but this is actually, beca- it's like, it's it's whole genre. I don't know if you guys, being in the 
in the smoke industry that I was in, along with the sex industry, because they went hand in hand, so the store had both. There's all kinds of stuff. There was um, the sexy stoner online, Sweet. where they're getting these beautiful women to. They're usually posing with a bong surrounded by weed, a bong surrounded by actual growing plants, or you know what I mean, stuff like that. So it's a very sexual thing. So it's that's actually super common. Just saying. New clips. What? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, write it down. <laughs> Okay, and, and he a also dildo says bong. a what? Oh, there is a dildo shaped bong. I used to I I used to sell penis shaped bongs. Did. did I or did I not? Yes, and they were ceramic. Everyone. And and they were black. Titties. We had titty ones. Titty. I don't remember the titty ones. We had a titty pipe. We had a black. We had a beautiful black ceramic, ceramic one. one. <laughs> like, and good. you sucked on the head of the dick. It was great, and the balls had like the water in it. The it was awesome. The had like the ball or the bowl and everything. It was just, it was hilarious. It's just <laughs> perfect. But that's the kind of stuff that they like doing. Again, if you guys are writing fetishes down that you want to do clips of, hello, do that one. I don't know what the legalities are on that, so you might want to look that up. Another thing he says. Now this one's kind of. <sighs> this goes on Dr. Sue's bad list. Uh oh. Dun, dun, dun. He says he likes watching girls shit. I don't like to be shit on, but I love pulling a woman's ass cheeks as far apart as I can and watching her fire out a massive chunk of shit. Oh, hell no. Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Brown Ain't nobody said, got time for that. Sweet Brown said, no way. <laughs> now, understand... I am not saying that it is wrong because you, oh, whatever. Flo- oh, well, yes, because you're vanilla. That's good. Okay. Understand. We're not saying it's wrong. The reason why it's on my bad list is because you have to remember when you are playing with shit, you are playing with E. coli. Shit kills. So yes, it has it's bacteria. not. <laughs> It is waste material. So can we please keep that in mind? It's meant to go out that way for a reason. I'm not saying you can't ass play. I'm not saying you can't. Hey, there's anima fetishes too. Hey, do an anima, whatever. But the point is, make sure that what you are doing is totally clean. And I know there's lots of you guys who are into scat play, which is what that is, and like to eat it. My suggestion is always please don't do that for that reason. I understand why, I do, but it's not wise. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know, whatever floats your boat. Now, Now just you saying it's wrong, isn't that just enticing them to want to do it more? Probably. But I'm not, I mean, anything I say isn't going to stop someone from doing it. I want them to be able to at least turn around and think before they do it and go, oh, okay, because we have a question coming up later about pee, which we'll talk about. But there's a huge difference between pee and shit. One, well, they're both waste material. One is sterile. One is not. So I'd like to bring up a couple of years ago, there was a clip out on the Internet called Two Girls in a Cup. <laughs> Two Girls, One Cup. Two Girls, One Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people viewed it and thought it was actually safe to eat because of the video. 
doesn't surprise me. When in fact, in the video, it's pretty sure that it was some sort of chocolate thickener mixture. Oh, understand. Yeah, it wasn't real. So, no, yes. So when you see these clips like that, just keep in mind that a lot of this stuff is not real, so it's not... Really yeah, safe. like just because you're seeing it in a clip. Now, understand, some of the girls will do full-on clips. If you're going to do a full-on scat clip, okay, I don't even think most of the clips companies even allow it. But if there is one, then that's what will happen. But um, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that there isn't porn where you're actually really seeing shit. All we're saying is it's not a wise fetish to have. It would be... <laughs> How much is a lot? Firecracker wants to know how much is a lot. How much is a lot of what? <laughs> Shit? Let's go with none. Let's go with anything that goes in your mouth past nothing. Probably not a good idea. It's kind of like saying, how much rat hair is acceptable in your ground? <laughs> Hello? Cigarettes, same thing. Now, Steve uh, yeah, also is, is sending another one. You guys ready for this one? This is his last one. Self-sucking which I wouldn't say is a fetish again. That's more of a kink. So, self-sucking. I've been a self-sucker for 11 years since I was 31 and keep getting better at it. Way to go, Steve. I can now lick three inches of my seven and a quarter inch cock. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it all, but I'm going to keep working at it. Though I'm strictly heterosexual, I think cocks are very hot and get very turned on when I give myself blowjobs, shoot my load in my mouth and swallow. I don't know how many people are capable of self-sucking, but I think it takes a combination of physical fitness, willing to do stretching exercises, and cock and tongue size. I would say yes, all of those things, if you're going to self-suck, would probably be advantageous. Taking yoga, you know, Pilates, I don't know. I'm saying why is it leaving the house? Is it a fetish? No, it's not a fetish. It's a kink. It's just something that he's doing. So, and that's cool. There's, there are some guys who can flip their legs over their head and can actually suck their own dicks. I can't imagine anything more uncomfortable because it's going to cut your breathing. Out. <laughs> it's got to be really hard to do. I just, there are you know. people that like that too. And there's, uh, there's is, also, I'm sorry, there are also guys who can sit in a chair and do it. That's oh. really it, like I, I have seen that done, and that's like, oh my god! But he was like so skinny. He was like a little. He actually looked kind of like. Uh, pipe cleaner, so that's probably why he was extra bendy. <laughs> he was bendy. So there we go. So this is taking long. Oh, Ron Jeremy did it. I didn't know Ron Jeremy did it. <gasps> cool. Oh, and he's like a little blueberry. He is. He's just so cute. We're going to be right back after these messages, and we're going to go into talk to the doc. So give us a call, 646-478-3644. Yes, we have questions, but we want to hear yours. Just do it. Neo slave, you are in the presence of Goddess Belladonna. I am a experienced, mature, BBW mistress, resident in Las Vegas, Nevada. I have been dominating, controlling, and transforming voice just like you for well over 20 years now. I offer real-time, online and phone domination to the right sort of puppet. If you're interested in finding out more, go visit www.goddessbelladonna.com 
Make sure you read my information carefully. And hopefully, I'll be seeing you soon. Hey there, boys. This is Mistress Kiara. Are you a loser, a sub, a freak, or just a fetishist? However you identify yourself, Pretty Punk Princesses is sure to have a mistress for you. No matter what your fetish is, from financial domination and blackmail to cuckolding, cock and ball torture, foot worship, and humiliation of any kind, we've got clips, pictures, blogs, and sessions of any kind are available with all of our princesses. Head over to www.prettypunkprincesses.com and visit the bitchiest mistresses on the net. Beautiful ladies, dirty little boys, sexy sissies, and everyone in between, this is Dr. Sue, and I'm delighted to be able to bring you an amazing offer from adamandeve.com just for my in-bed listeners. What do you get when I hand you 50% off one item, plus three free adult DVDs, plus a sexy extra surprise gift, and free U.S. shipping on your entire order. I'll tell you what you get. You get me handing you sexual nirvana on a platter. So I expect every one of you to head to adamandeve.com and go sex toy happy and take advantage of this offer only for my in-bed listeners. Just use the code INBED at checkout to receive all these goodies. And remember, that's 50% off one item, three free adult DVDs, the surprise gift, and free U.S. shipping on your entire order with the code INBED. So move your butts to adamandeve.com now. That's doctor's orders. Hey, bitches. This is Goddess Jennifer of RatedP.net. And you're listening to In Bed with Dr. Sue on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah, you are. So we are back. And this is the segment of the show, even though it's running late. We're going to run over because I promised everybody that we were going to answer these questions. And damn it, we're going to answer them. Damn straight. So, just so you know, call if you have the guts to call us with your question. Six four six four seven eight three six four four. We dare you. And on to that, Ashley has our first talk to the doc question. What have you got? I do. Chris asks, what are the health concerns with piss play? Health concerns with pee play. Okay. Essentially, when you urinate, provided you are a healthy person and you don't have any other issues, it is perfectly fine to drink piss because it is sterile for the most part. Now, that said, you can also have bacterial infections and urinary tract infections and everything else. So it has um, also come out as being risk play. So you have to be careful. You've got to know your person that you're playing with, obviously. You've got to hope that they're perfectly healthy. And if you're smart, you do your due diligence and you check first to make sure that they are. So failing that, nothing wrong with piss play. Also so remember provide that person healthy. Also remember, if your per- per- partner is taking any medications, a lot of that is excreted that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and ladies, yes. just really quickly, please remember that when you are on antibiotics, most, not just a few, most um, antibiotics will actually interfere with your birth control pills and you will not be protected. So don't screw around if you're on antibiotics if you don't want to have a kid. 
And well, the you more know. you know, we need one of those. Ding. We do. We need. I have a question for the doc. Okay. Is it possible to get a buzz off of somebody's piss who's been drinking? Good question. I don't think so because by the time you urinate, it's been processed so much there'd be very little into it. It's the same as if you take, because you're going through, a good example is if you do an enema with wine, you have to be very careful because you can kill the person because you can, what they don't get is when the wine goes in to directly into the intestinal tract, you bypass the liver completely. So you're talking, you literally go from, you know, perfectly straight to completely smashed in a matter of seconds which is why it's so easy to tip it over. By the time, if you're going the other way, if you're going the long way through the digestive system, there's very little of it in there in order to get smashed. You, it, there will be traces of alcohol in there. It's the same reason why breastfeeding moms have to do the dipsticks to check and see, <laughs> like Kourtney Kardashian, have to do the dipsticks to see if, okay, if I just had a drink of wine, how much alcohol is in there because we don't want to give it to the baby, that kind of thing. But can you get drunk off of someone's piss? You'd have to drink a hell of a lot of it. And I don't think so because it's so processed by that point. Well, there you go. The more you know. Exactly. Okay. Are we ready? Jim asks, exploring the possibility of cuckolding with my wife. We've talked a lot, but how do you mentally prepare for the risk she falls for or begins to have feelings for the bull. Our marriage is great, and it's a great fantasy, but we don't want to screw it up. That's a, an extremely good question. When you're going into cuckolding, you have to have this, um, it's almost like like, the, like a powwow, where there is no DNS, there is no this person's, you know, my way or the highway. You are both sitting down. You are both discussing what works and what doesn't. If you have any jealousy coming up, number one, don't do it because you're going to have problems. That has to be dealt with first. And in this case, will if you follow certain logical guidelines, She's not going to fall for him. Now, we can't say for sure, oh, she's never going to fall for the alpha male. We can't say that. It could happen. But if you put some safeguards in there, such as some people won't let the bull, some of the women won't let the bull kiss them because kissing is intimate and it's something that they only want to share with their cock. Um, and it also it, it creates an intimacy that maybe you don't want with your alpha. You don't want that with your bull. Your bull is there to be used as a sex toy only. So if you pull away any, like in other words, bull comes over, once he's done, he's kicked to the curb, that's it. We don't have him stay till breakfast. Some guys can do it. I mean, some couples can, and if you can, that's great. As long as you guys know everybody has their place. But for the most part, it's stuff that you have to sit down and go, okay, these are the rules that we're going to have. One, this guy isn't our friend He's not coming over necessarily to have a barbecue on Sunday evening. He's there to fuck you and leave. That's it. That's going to take away any chance of anything. Like it, it just helps put a buffer zone in there. 
Are we grasping? I'm grasping that. So as long as you have these kind of little tiny safeguards in effect, it shouldn't really come up. It sh- it's very rare unless she's really super submissive and does that and falls for him just because he's like knight in shining armor, blah, blah, blah. It's happened. I'm not saying it won't. It it does happen. But if you put those safeguards in, you can't fuck anybody unless I'm there. That's another one. Not not all couples do it, but it could be one of the rules that you put in play. It's just something to kind of keep in mind. And it helps with that. You almost need a wedge between the couple, and the bull. Like I said, you don't want to be best friends with this person. doesn't mean you treat like my shit. It's just, it's better. You don't want to have that after, after sex camaraderie. It'll take, it's just easier. So yeah, sometimes you will find that it's easier not to, you know, just don't kiss the guy or just think of it that way. You will never. It's the same as in any relationship. You don't know if someone's going to come along and pull this person away from you, but you can't also go through life thinking, oh, my God, this person's going to leave me. There's no way to live your life. So these are things that you need to settle before you ever go through the the whole cuckolding in the first place. So as a male, if you have any, even small inklings of jealousy, don't go down that road. That has to be figured out first. And it may be that you just, it doesn't work. It may be that, you know, you try it once and you go, "Ah, I can't do it. It's just freaking me out. I just want to bash the guy's skull in. Well, yeah, it would probably be a good idea if you didn't do cuckolding. So it's just logic. Try not to become too attached to your bull. The other thing is if it's a dominant woman, she's not going to want an alpha male around because she'll kick the shit out of them. It's just they're so arrogant that you're just like, oh, hell to the no, move along. So chances of a dominant female falling for an alpha male is usually kind of slim. It happens. They're out there because there's dominant couples. But just saying, usually two alphas in a room can tend to pound each other. So, um, I'm. Oh, what have we got? Oh, Vaz, our sweet Vaz. Vaz, who listens to us from India, who we love. We love you, Vaz. Very much so. And by the way, I'd like to say thank you very much for wishing my boyfriend a happy birthday. He remembered, and I thought that was really sweet of him. There you go. There you go. He said happy birthday to your boyfriend, and so many other people didn't. (sighs) How rude. Anyways, Vaz wants to know. So many other people thought you were broken up. Well, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Oh, Lord. Oh, dear. Calm down. It's going to be okay, Muffin. I swear. Yes, well, many of us had thought that, which was the reason why she was living with me. However, they have since mended fences. Yes, we have. And... They are getting along quite Very nicely well. so far, so they are in. They are back together. Yes, we are. There you go. So there you go. Anyways, go on. So, <laughs> <laughs> poor Jeff. 
I am really curious about, this is what Foz is asking, I'm really curious about hands over mouth and feet over mouth fetish. I always wanted to try this but never got a chance. Is this fetish common? I saw some YouTube videos on this fetish. How can those subs hold their breath for such a long time, and is it risky? I think what he's talking about primarily is smothering. Smothering, obviously, yes, another huge fetish. Um, You can use smothering with, obviously, like you said, hands or feet. Another huge one is ass, which is queening. Well, actually, no, that's not queening. Sorry. But ass play, you can, like, obviously smother someone with your ass. Of course, you have to be very, very careful. (laughs) You can't cut. I mean, it's just the reason why I laugh is because, to me, this stuff is logical. But yet so many people are just window-licking freaks that just don't listen. Yes, you obviously have to have, like, tap-outs, and you have to know, you know, how long the person, like, the person's going to tap out. Don't make them, you know, die. Like, hello, they have to breathe. So is it risky? It is if you don't know who you're playing with. You know, as long as the person that you're playing with is a professional or knows what they're doing or is obviously in a relationship with you or something, then that's fine perfectly fine. Go ahead and play that way because a lot of people love smother fetishes. Nothing wrong with it. So there. You weren't even online, fool. <laughs> you were such a fool. You know. Anyway, Joe has a question. Hex Kitten. How do you discern between healthy kink and perpetuating trauma when dealing with subs? Tough one. How do you how do you discern between healthy kink and perpetuating trauma? That usually comes into play when you're talking humiliation and degradation. Um, my answer to that, as far as Hex Kitten is concerned, and I know that she is a dominatrix, it's you have to obviously sit down and have these long discussions before you have your client come over. You have to be able to sit down and go through all this and make sure that they're not damaged. That said, it's not your job. In the sense of you are not a trained therapist, you are not a psychiatrist, you don't know. And even people who visit psychiatrists and therapists will sit down and lie through their teeth. You don't know. So your best bet is to ask, see if they've had any, you know, Ask them, what, what, was your, what was your childhood like? Did you have any trauma in your childhood? Have you had any trauma since then? There's nothing wrong with asking these questions if someone's coming to you as a client because this is how this stuff, it's the same as with Asperger's when we had that show. The only way you're going to know, because some people don't know they have Asperger's, same thing, you're not going to know. So ask the question, if they lie to you, not your problem because you're, you're not their therapist. As much as DOMs are therapists, because we do take submissives through some pretty heavy-duty stuff in some cases, you still got to remember that it's up to that person to tell you if something is going to freak them out. And you may trip over the fact that they may not know. They may not know till you trip it. It could be something repressed. You don't know what's going to stir it up. But it's not your job. You just got to know, you know, just be able to calm them down 
And and I don't think we want to perpetuate stuff. See, this is why I'm not really big on humiliation, even though I know it's so big. It's just so many people cannot compartmentalize. Oh, this is just for play. And actually buy into it. And that's where it gets dangerous. But again, you're a dom. You don't, you know, it's if someone comes to you and says, humiliate me, you're just doing your job. So, you know, it's not really your job to get down and find out whether this person's going to be damaged by it. Ask the question. Make sure that they know. Anyone who comes to me for that, I will sit down and say, okay, you know, if we do this, you have to understand that this is not real. You know, what I'm saying to you, if I tell you that I think you're a sack of shit, I don't necessarily mean it, unless you're an idiot. So try and it, it's it's hard, but it's hard for the human brain to compartmentalize that. So it is it's a tough call. That's why I'm not big on humiliation. I think it it does to a certain degree damage, but it's such a huge part of DNS that what are you going to do? You know, again, you're not a therapist. It's not up to you, and it's up to them to tell you. So could you trip over something? Could you make something worse? Yes. Just is what it is. You know, there's no way to safeguard it other than to ask the question. So that was a really good question today. Um, this is why we have sitting on the line right now our good buddy Sir Beast. Sir Beast is on the line. And the reason why Sir Beast is on the line is because I asked him to call in because of this question. I'm gonna make sure I have the right question. Where is it here? Oh, right here. It's from Jundle. What's really cool is Jundle's in the chat room, as in so is Sir Beast. So, as a male that has sub-leanings, who is also in a relationship with a female who has sub-leanings as well, I'd like to try and meet her needs, but I feel when I look online, I see things all tend to orient to titillating the male so as to make a sale, Which, and that's true. You'll find most of it in DNS does tend to lean more towards dominant female sub-male. I, I agree with that as far as looking online for info. Um, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? I assume that a female sub has different physical and emotional wants than a male sub, and I would really like to know more about that world and making the female sub happy. Do you have any suggestions on sites to deal with DNS being male-dom, female-sub relationships? And with that, what female subs, what do they want and how to be a male-dom? I'd also like to know more about the headspace and emotional motivations of both male-dom and female-sub. So I'm going to bring Sir Beast in on this because he's being so nice and has been sitting here since we were all born, basically. So, Sir Beast... Why isn't this working? Therese, are you there? Yes. Yay! I'm here. Thank you for thank you for being here. Do you want to know why I really appreciate this? Because we don't get a lot of male doms in here. That said, just because this is sort of the genre that we sit in where it's mostly female doms, I think the reason why, and you can tell me whether this is right or not, that the reason why there isn't a lot of online info as far as how to be a male dom is because you're talking about the fact that 
males have dominated since we were amoebas. And I think that's the reason why. So it's almost like an implied, well, of course there's no, you know, how to be a male dom because really you guys are all trained to be alpha males from the time you're little. What do you think? Well, um, it seriously depends because in my case, I am, I'd have to say 95% dominant. There's 5% I'm submissive, but that's only because I want to learn from the sub side of things, how it feels, what, you know, would force me to go red, <laughs> yep, yep. as it were. And not a lot of male doms do that. They're like, it's Which to me is foolish. I've always said that if you want to learn the best, and there will be people who always argue this point with me, but to me, the best doms have been subs. Because you know that other side. And that just makes sense. Is that, you know, you want to be a better dom. If I want to be a better dom, well, let's see what it's like on the other side. I don't even know what my sublimits are, that kind of thing. It's great to find that out. But wouldn't you say that there really isn't a lot of online resource, say, for Jundle to be able to go, okay, this is male domination 101? Um, sometimes. Like, um, I'd say straight out, you know, there's a couple of really good podcasts. You were on one of them, Dark Side. The Dark Side, um, yes. Please, guys, look up The Dark Side. They are and also, on uh, iTunes? Yes, and so is Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn. Okay, Erotic Awakening, do we know that website? Uh, eroticawakening.com? Yes, and okay. they also are on iTunes. Okay, great. Um, and they speak basically from the um, hetero, you know, male, female, Master slave situation, and you'll find out it's very interesting because there's always a difference. Just as with every relationship, it's always going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, have you been able to explore your submissive side? Uh, yeah, several times. In Excellent. fact, how'd uh, it go? Well, my uh, first foray into uh, the world of BDSM was I went out of the blue. Lady said, "Come here, come to this state, and you know, I'll we have a great community here, and I can help train you as well, you know, to be a better dom as being my service slave." I was like, "Okay, cool," and I jumped at it, which you know, that's a major risk. <laughs> That's a well, big no Did you know her nowadays. though? Like, did you know her well? Uh, we talked online. <laughs> yeah, but that—I mean, you can—you can get to know people that way. It's—it's uh, it's, you're still walking into something blind, but you got to start somewhere. Oh yeah, and I wound up uh, meeting one of the biggest people in Seattle's uh, alternative lifestyle. And that was Olena Gabosh. When I went into the um, the club that was there called the Wet Spot, they've now since changed names. 
science. But it's a great, you know, find a club. I'd say find a club that does workshops and stuff like that. You cannot wind up talking to dominant males. If you are someone who's even submissive, who's wanting to learn more about the dominant side, so, like, as you stated, his girlfriend submissive as well. Right. This way he can help her by, you know, learning things and being able to dominate her. She's. It would be a good thing for her to learn both sides and each other if they wish to. Mm-hmm. Because he sounds to me, Jundle, you sound actually more like you're a bit of a switch. And I realize in some BDSM circles, people say, there is no such thing. Well, I got news for you, there is, because we're all both dominant and submissive. So, you know, you you guys could end up having a blast because you can flip back and forth and each one play a different role depending on the mood that you're in. But, yeah, the best thing, I think, would be for you to hit up... um, places like Fat Life in order to see what's happening in your area. Talk, start striking up conversations on there with some of the masters that are on there. Exactly what Sir Beast said, which is definitely get out there and start talking to more people. Go to workshops, find things in your area that the two of you can go to or even if you, she doesn't if she's not comfortable with it right away, that's fine. You go. You go and learn and bring the knowledge back. So it can be done, most definitely, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, flipping back and forth at all. It can be fun because it keeps things, you know, on their toes. So, Sir Beast, do you, like, do you just do that as a couple? Um, Or do you work with other women? Like, do you work with other subs? I've, she was, I've um, had my had just one sub who wound up going back to her family. They let me live with them. That wound up being the uh, bull in the relationship. Mm-hmm. She was training her husband. So she was starting to switch herself. Right. And it kind of it kind of hit home for me that, you know, okay, Yes, I'm Polly, but her grandkids are calling me uncle. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm there a little too much. But, yeah, it, it's, have I uh, worked with other women? Yes. Do you now, though? Uh, not lately, because okay. I've been looking into, uh, like, what makes a sissy a sissy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And when I first started listening to your show and you did the show on the sissies, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, I tend to be, right now I've gotten to where I'm more intellectually into the BDSM and stuff mm-hmm. to learn more, to gather more knowledge and being able to help disseminate that knowledge. Yeah. Convert it. Yeah. That's brilliant. I have to say thank you, Sir Beast, so much for coming on and repping the Doms, the masters of the world, because we really don't hear from you guys enough. 
So thank you very much for calling in and helping us out. Jundal says thank you so much for that info because he was able to write down the websites that you said to go to. So thanks so much for calling in. Don't be a stranger. I expect you back here. Dom a Dom. Well, <laughs> I will try to as much as possible. Thank you, sir. Have you a good evening. You're very welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So that was nice of him. Thank you, Sir B, seriously, because we really don't get a male point of view on here a lot. We get male sub point of view. We don't get a lot of male dom point of view. And finally, very quickly, our last one is our sweet little Ryan, who's also in the chat room, um, said, I'm going with the premise that many in bed with Dr. Sue listeners are people looking for ways to incorporate kink into their real lives, which is true. There are many ways to do this. For example, finding someone you know is kinky through careful screening on social sites or opening up fully to a current partner, which obviously has risks. A third way seems to be to send out some subconscious signals to a vanilla partner, planting some seeds that you may open to giving her more control or that you may be open to giving her more control or are open to shifting the power dynamic you know, do you have any examples of signals that you would recommend? Signals probably isn't a good way of putting it, but I know what you're talking about. The best way that you can do it, if you don't want to sit down and have a chat with her, if you don't think she's going to be open enough, in other words, she's going to freak, which a lot of women do, because they overanalyze before they let it sink in. Um, best thing you can do is start putting her in positions, if it's this case where you're submissive and you want her to be dominant, let's put her in more positions of dominance. So in other words, start doing things like role-playing in the bedroom. Put her in the position of she's the cop, you're the prisoner. She's the school teacher, you're the naughty schoolboy. See how that plays out. See how she feels with it. Is she running with it? You know, then you can kind of talk a little bit more about it. It opens it up a little bit more. Because if she starts running away with the role, now you can kind of integrate, well, okay, maybe you should tie me up if you're into bondage. Or, you know, maybe you should spank me because I've been a bad boy. Um, depends on, obviously, what you're into, how you integrate that in. But those are, like, role-playing is a great way to play with it, test it, feel it, see what it's like. What I thought was interesting, that which actually came up even with Sir Beast, is... When we had the show with um, Meg and Jamie a couple of weeks ago, how they started out with her being submissive and um, Jamie being dominant, and once they took those roles, they realized it was wrong. That can happen. You may think you're submissive, get into that position and go, hell no, this isn't me. So try to keep that in mind, too. You may end up out there where you're playing and goofing around with things and just kind of it doesn't feel right. Maybe you're thinking you're submissive and you're not. Maybe you're thinking you're dominant and it just doesn't feel right. You don't like being in that position. It'll happen. Nothing wrong with that. So the best way to do it is to play. Make it a game. Um, as far as actual signals, understand, guys, you can smell a dominant woman just as much as she can smell a submissive male. You know a dominant woman when she walks in the room. You know, it, you can see it. She commands attention. She owns the room, just as a male will do the exact same thing. 
So as far as signals, can you flash your signals? No. Because if you sit down and write out flashcards or leave little notes, she's not going to get it. It's better to go under her radar and start playing games and turning it into a game to see where her strengths and weaknesses are and then running with it from there. Ta-da! Yay! Sounds complicated. So there. So there. That's it. That's the end of Talk to the Doc. Would have been nice if someone would talk to the Doc. That's all right. Well, it happened. But anyways, it was a great show. Thank you, everyone. Oh. Okay. Why are you leaving? No, I'm I'm doing the hand clapping. Woo! (laughs) Oh, my God. So, tis the end, my friend. Joey, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. You didn't fall asleep on me? No, not yet. I had a good nap on my, uh... On the train? Earlier than, yeah. In the park? You were in the park, too. Weren't you? Didn't you fall asleep in the park? Today? No. I thought you did. You napped at some point. I thought you napped in the park. What did you do, nap in your chair? Uh, no, that was actually, um... Not in the park, it was just inside. Oh. Okay, fine. I've learned not to nap in the park in New York. Just not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. We've already covered splooshing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And and you really don't need to be peed upon or something, which could also happen. Anyways, you guys, our next show is Tuesday, June the 18th, which is next week. Okay. We I had to make a special date on there because of my two awesome guests who are going to be on. Um, Reagan Hayde and Natasha Hertz are going to be here discussing female supremacy, which I know a lot of guys actually it pisses them off. So I'm hoping to get some controversial callers in who maybe, you know, don't agree with it. So, but I think it's going to be an awesome show. So Reagan Hayde, Natasha Hertz, next Tuesday, as in this coming Tuesday after today. <laughs> and, of course, that's going to be followed by Talk to the Doc. So get your questions in for that. And if you're a fan of Reagan or Natasha, make sure you call in and let the ladies know you love them. And remember, tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Be Bad Radio's first show here on Blog Talk with Empress Sunshine. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you, everyone in the chat room. You guys are so sweet for always coming by. Oh, or you can just throw things at me. Holy cow. Anyways, I don't know what happened to my other notes. I just want you guys to know that I really appreciate you listening in, whether you are listening in now or later. Um, Be very good. I don't know if you guys are going to bed, if you're going to bed, or maybe you're exercising. Go! Um, Because I know some people listen to us when they're walking. And if you are jerking off, please clean up. Please please clean up after yourself. It's just rude. Other than that, I hope you guys really enjoyed the show. We're going to have way more fun with this. We're going to keep trying to get everybody to call in with their questions and see how this goes. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, everybody in the chat room, our new Butter Roll and Mark and Moonwolf and Kitty and Sir Beast and um, Muffin and Firecracker and Jundle. And oh my and my Madam Devilish. And there was a whole pile of other people here. Natasha was actually here earlier. So keep that in mind. 
Next week, Tuesday, Natasha Hurts, Reagan Hayde. You don't want to be here. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, Joe. Bye, Dr. Sue. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.